When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. This is Get Up live in New York City with enormous breaking news this morning. The New England Patriots and Bill Belichick are parting ways after 24 seasons. Our reporting this morning coming from Adam Schefter and Mike Reese. Belichick leaves New England with six Super Bowl championships. He is 15 wins shy of breaking Don Shula's NFL record of 347 wins as a head coach. Welcome to Get Up, and here is our squad, and the entire show we had planned went up in smoke about 40 minutes ago with this news. So we will get you to the word about Nick Saban yesterday and Pete Carroll yesterday and all the other things. And by the way, six NFL playoff games this weekend. But clearly, within the last hour, the extraordinary news Perhaps not a surprise, but still jarring when you hear it. Bill Belichick is no longer to be the head coach of the New England Patriots. I mentioned that Adam Schefter and Mike Reese have the reporting for us this morning, and they are both standing by with us. Shefty, let me start with you. I'm just giving you the floor here. This was your story about 40 minutes ago. What can you tell us about this decision in New England, Belichick and the Patriots? Greeny, it's a new era in New England, and Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft spent much of this week in meetings. And I think it was in a way to figure out the best way for each side to move forward. And in the end, the Patriots decided to move forward without seeking compensation in return for Bill Belichick, who still has one year remaining on his contract. They did, as one person described to me, they took the high road here. And they're letting Bill Belichick go find another job if that's what he wants to do, and that is the intention and the expectation that he will be interested in one of the other jobs, and there currently are seven other openings aside from the one in New England right now. The Patriots will embark upon their first head coaching search in a quarter century. Think about that for a moment. They haven't been through any of the madness that we've seen your Jets or the Browns or the Jaguars go through in recent seasons. Bill Belichick now will get to figure out where he would like to go. And obviously, everybody will have their say about Bill Belichick's place in history, which is extraordinarily high. And it continues a chaotic coaching week that started yesterday when we saw Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks essentially end their coaching relationship with Pete Carroll moving on from that franchise. We saw Nick Saban retire from Alabama yesterday. And it isn't amazing now that Bill Belichick has retired within hours of his close friend, or at least stepped aside from his close friend, Nick Saban. Nick Saban took Alabama to nine SEC title games, won six national championships. Bill Belichick took the Patriots to nine Super Bowls, won six Super Bowls. There's similarities there. And so we now have more coaching movement. We have a change in New England. It's crazy to think how much has happened here. There are the other notable coaching stories that all have unfolded within the last 24 hours. Legends of the game exiting stage left. And they say that things usually come in threes. Well, there's three for you right there, Greeny. Belichick, Saban, and Pete Carroll. 
Yeah, three legends. Carroll, once upon a time, was actually the coach of the Patriots. He drafted a fellow by the name of Damian Woody, who was sitting here. A couple of things I'd like to mention for the audience here. We are going to be commercial-free for the next 25 minutes, so stay with us with all the coverage and all the analysis and all the insight of what happened here in New England. Also, that there will be a news conference at noon Eastern today in New England, and we will carry that live for you here on ESPN. So, Shefty, take me inside these conversations. You say it was multiple meetings. Do we know, because Belichick is always very difficult, but maybe holds it closer to the vest than anyone in history, do we know if it was his preference to stay? What do we know as far as what the Crafts wanted, what Belichick wanted before they ultimately arrived at this parting of the ways? What was interesting was, again, you see these situations unfold across the league, Greeny, right? Sunday night, the Falcons fire Arthur Blank. Hours after the regular season ends, Monday morning, the Commanders fire Ron Rivera. But Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick have been together for 24 years. There is a lot in that relationship that has lasted for so long. It's not a simple situation where Robert Kraft walks in and says to Bill Belichick, I don't want you to be my coach. Bill Belichick has certain things that he wants to express to Robert Kraft. They want to discuss what went wrong in previous years. They want to figure out if there's a way to make it right. And the conversations went on throughout the day on Monday. Bill Belichick was not in the office on Tuesday. The conversations resumed on Wednesday. And both men... I was told these were productive, healthy, non-contentious conversations that ultimately ended with both sides agreeing that this was the best thing and what I think each side wanted to do. I think New England was ready to start a new chapter here with a new head coach. And I think Bill Belichick was ready to leave New England and walk away and start a new life and build a new chapter somewhere else. And I know Teddy will talk about this as well. But he also has family considerations. He has three children in the area, two sons who work for the Patriots organization, Stephen and Brian. And so I'm sure he's figuring out what is best for me, what is best for my family. And I think he believed at this time it was right to move on and go forward and go to a new place. And the Patriots now, they start a new search, a new chapter. And I think people around the league believe that their linebackers coach, Gerard Mayo, is the leading candidate to become the successor to Bill Belichick. That he, in the end, ultimately seems to be the most logical choice. Now, they're going to go through a search process. I'm sure there'll be other names that are introduced. Maybe we'll hear the name Brian Flores or Mike Vrabel. But I believe right now that Gerard Mayo is a leading candidate, if not the leading candidate. As the Patriots go on, Bill Belichick goes on. And as I said, it's a new era in New England. Absolutely. Frankly, it's a new era in the NFL. Right now, 25% of the National Football League's teams do not have a head coach in place. Eight out of the 32 who are in place. And we still have the playoffs to come, so there could be a few more changes. Okay, you see the squad here. Everyone has so much to say. Again, we're going to go commercial-free for a while, so put your feet up. There's a lot to be said. Let's start with the man on the right of your television screen. Good morning, Teddy Bruschi. Um, I, I don't know that he quantifies them exactly this way. But if Bill coached the Patriots for 24 years and you put, if you gave him truth serum, I think he would say that was his favorite player that he ever had over all of those years. So, Teddy, 
Go ahead. Your, your emotion, the, the, the world wants to hear your thoughts this morning on the end of one of the truly great eras, if not the greatest, in the history of the National Football League. Yeah, I guess um, Bill Belichick taught me too well. I'm really unemotional about the entire thing because um, I really thought that this was, this was coming eventually. I mean, Bill's been there for 24 years. Good players end up saying goodbye. Great coaches end up saying goodbye. A lot of players have come in and out of that organization. A lot of coaches have come in and out of that organization. But this one right here, it is a historic moment that, that this era ends and that Bill is possibly moving on to coach somewhere else. So um, what I say to that is it'll never be matched. It'll never be the same. There, will no, there, will be, there won't be another coach that has the amount of sex success that he has had. Um, two coordinators, being a coordinator for two Super Bowls with the Giants, and then coming here, six Super Bowls. I was there when he was an assistant coach in 96 after he got fired from Cleveland, and he was a defensive backs coach for that time when we went to the Super Bowl under Parcells. Uh, Pete Carroll comes in, and then Bill comes back. We go 5-11, and 11, and of course, the run then starts. The man knew how to win. The man knew how to get the most out of all of his players. He knew what buttons to push. He knew how to irritate you to the point where you were playing almost at times in spite of him, and that worked a lot. Um, he just knew how to win football games, strategize. Um, this, this type of coach, I think, is just not coming anymore. It won't be in the NFL anymore with the with, with so-called relationships that, to ha that have to happen with quarterbacks and players and how uh, a lot of players are now coming into the league much differently than they were in the past. And so coaches will be different. Organizations will be different. I think an organization like the New England Patriots that we had will never be matched. And the championship winning will never be matched either. This is the best coach that ever lived. Six Super Bowl championships, nine Super Bowl appearances, 13 championship game appearances that Belichick and Brady had together. These are all numbers that not only have <laughs> never been approached, but to your point, most likely never will be, Teddy. I mean, they, they, they boggle the mind, yes? Yeah, and here's the thing. When you win that much and you say those numbers and you say the championships, Thoughts go through my mind, and thoughts go through Bill mind, Bill's mind, and thoughts go through all the players' mind that have won so much there that it should have been more. Hmm. All right, there are AFC Championship hmm. games we should have won. There are Super Bowls that should have been won. And you, you, you say the six, you say, you say my three, whatever it was, and it's like, damn, it should have been five. Damn, <laughs> it should have been 15. Damn, it should have been nine. And that's what, that's what the Belichick breeding always did. It did. It was never enough. The winning was never enough until you stop and have time to reflect. And that's the thing during this press conference. I hope to see from Bill just a little bit, just that finally for once in his life that he'll reflect on the good that he did there because it was always about the next step or the next offseason or the next championship to, the win, to win or the next game. I hope he can reflect and sort of take in just all of the appreciation that everyone that are Patriots fans there in New England have for him at this moment. Yeah, I, I, that's really well said. And I, I can see D. Wood nodding along. And again, we're commercial free here with you, so we have plenty of time to keep diving into this. I have a lot more for Teddy. But D. Wood, I'll start with you. What, what I, D, Damian Woody played for, for Bill earlier in career as well. And what I particularly noticed was when Teddy said he could sometimes aggravate you to the. I saw you start to nod vigorously <laughs> along yeah. with that. T tell me about Bill Belichick. <laughs> 
Yeah, listen, I remember those those meetings, and Teddy can talk about them, like like those you know those Wednesday morning Wednesday team meetings where Bill would just man, it didn't matter if you're Brady, didn't matter if you're Teddy Bruschi, didn't matter if you're Lloyd Malloy, myself. You can go on down the list. Like he would literally tear you apart. Like literally, it was the, those meetings were some of the most uncomfortable meetings in the world. But it was like that's the state he wanted you in. He constantly wanted you to be uncomfortable because if you're not, if you're uncomfortable, that's to your highest potential to grow as a player and as a person. And so for all of those years, Bill kept that building in a state of uncomfortable, you know, just being uncomfortable. And it's no surprise why that organization has been the most successful organization over the past 20 plus years. And that's why it will never be duplicated again because the man at the, at the head of it all kept everybody in that building in an uncomfortable position. I want to get everybody in here. And again, we'll have more time as the morning goes on. Teddy, I promise I'm coming back to you, but let me get everyone in. Uh, Dan, obviously, I mean, you've been in the league, around the league. Orlovsky, first, I'll start with you. Just, yeah. I mean, this news today, we, we came in this morning expecting to talk about Nick Saban. I know you have pages of yeah. and, and And there is, I think, a real symmetry to this. I mean, they were together. Saban was his defensive coordinator in Cleveland. We'll have Lewis Riddick later this morning. He played on that team, so he played for both of them. And then, boom, we get Bill Belichick here. What are your thoughts? Never be duplicated again. It's the greatest run in the history of the NFL. And hearing Teddy and Wood talk, the, the interesting thing when you guys talk about the style of coaching is there have been so many coaches that have tried to replicate that style and fail. And for some reason, Bill Belichick was able to do it and succeed. There's a couple of things to point out because we should celebrate this run. Number one, he was the greatest coach ever when it comes to making you pay for mistakes, which is a huge part of football. He never lost a playoff game when they won the turnover battle. You're, you're talking about a coach that is the greatest detail-oriented coach in the history of the NFL. He will go down as the greatest winner in the history of the NFL. We talk about Coach Belichick and the Patriots and will often reference the playoff wins in the Super Bowl. It's really important to, to, to mention and point out he did not inherit a good situation. They were around. The Patriots had been playing football before Coach Belichick got there for 40 years. They were 39 games under 500. Yeah. They had never won a championship. So he didn't inherit a good situation. He had inherited an organization that had never accomplished really anything and turned it into the greatest organization of, in the history of the NFL. He will go down as the greatest coach and he will go down as the greatest winner the NFL has ever seen in that spot. Let me get Harry. You played against his teams, obviously. I mean, how would you describe those defenses and what it was like to go up against him and them in particular? Well, when you're preparing for a Bill Belichick defense, you're going to see a 4-3 defense. You're going to see a 3-4. So there are multiple fronts you always had to, you know, prepare for. And as a guy who played in the slot, you know, when the front changes, who you're hot off of now may change as well, Dio. You understand that. Sure. So there are a lot of conversations that you have to have on the side with your quarterback, and which for me it was Matt Ryan about, hey, if you get this 3-4, then now you're hot off this guy. If you get a 4-3, you're going to be hot off this secondary guy now. So a lot of those conversations. But when I think about Bill Belichick and what you touched on this, number one is the accountability. Being able to coach 1 through 53 the same way, and when you're able to coach Tom Brady a certain way, 
it allows other people to understand, okay, Bill Belichick wants us to basically be one band, one sound. We need to be in sure. unison when it comes to everything that we do. And then how you mentioned, Dio, detail-oriented Bill Belichick always was. And I was, my last game in the National Football League was with the Tennessee Titans, and we played the New England Patriots. Well, I can't get this out of my mind. It was a fourth and five situation, and New England was about to punt. We decided to jump off sides. Game over right there. Yeah. You, you couldn't make mistakes against Bill Belichick. He was going to always make you pay. And then the discipline he always instilled in his players and his coaching staff. That was a legendary game where Vrabel manipulated the clock exactly right. the way we would have expected Belichick to do. Danny, let me come to you here. As obviously, you were working the phone feverishly, as Shefty and others are. Eight openings, Eight openings in the NFL right now when the Patriots become one of them and Belichick becomes a fascinating candidate for at least some of them. Yeah, I think that the one team we continue to hear over and over again is the Atlanta Falcons as a, as a place where that might be a fit. Um, there's a couple things to, to think about here. 15 wins shy of breaking Don Shula's all-time record mm -hmm. for wins by a head coach. Yes. So he's going to be looking, you know, he's, he's, he's going to be 72 years old. He's going to be looking for a place where he can get those wins uh, in the next couple of years. I, I think that's important too. And so you look at, here are the openings, right? Atlanta's got a, probably a pretty good roster. Need to figure out quarterback. Uh, the Chargers have the quarterback, but maybe some other uh, roster concerns. Uh, the Seahawks opening just just happened. I, I doubt that he's a fit there, but uh, I think that's going to be an enticing opening for a lot of people. Uh, so, so his next stop, you know, again, a lot of people speculating Atlanta, but we'll see uh, where that shakes out. I think in terms of who replaces him, the three names that, that Shefty mentioned, Brian Flores, Mike Vrabel, Gerard Mayo, in some order, I think those are the ones uh, to watch. And then, you know, I, 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 I want to point out, that he and Robert Kraft are doing a joint press conference today. Yeah. And I, I don't think that should be overlooked because I think there's a sentiment up there of like, people watched the Jimmy Johnson, Jerry Jones thing a couple of weeks ago and we don't want it to be 30 years before like the hard feelings are smoothed over. Right. Yeah. I think we've talked for a week or so now about how is this going to work out? How is this going to be presented when and if it does happen? The fact that they're able to do it in a professional and amicable way, I think is a benefit to both of them and to everybody around this situation for a long time to come. Again, you will see that news conference live here on ESPN. Shefty, jump back in. Yeah, a few things there, and I think Dan raises a great point about the fact that it is a joint press conference this afternoon between both sides, which tells you that this process, as it was explained to me, was peaceful. It was non-contentious, and that's what you want in the end for a tandem, an owner and a head coach that will go down and be a part of NFL history. And again, we talked about where each side goes from here. And the crafts now, I want you to think about this. They now embark on their first head coaching search in a quarter of a century. When they last mm -hmm. traded for Bill Belichick, there was no Rooney rule in place. Mm -hmm. They haven't mm -hmm. gone through a head coaching search in the modern day. They don't realize or know that the NFL changed the rules this season so that you cannot meet face-to-face -face with a candidate under contract until after the divisional playoff round. There are a whole different set of dynamics that surround the hiring of a new head coach. And by the way, I think some of those rules made it hard for them to trade Belichick. Look at the history of success in this league of the last three head coaches in New England. Their last three coaches have been Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, Bill Parcells. That's a pretty good track record for Robert Kraft. They're going to try to duplicate it. I know that we brought up those three names. Dan brought up those three names 
of Brian Flores and Mike Vrabel and Gerard Mayo. I think the list starts with Gerard Mayo. We start there and then go yeah. on from there. Mm-hmm. And we talked about Bill, Je- Bill Belichick becoming a coaching free agent. And Atlanta is the first one that comes up. Now, we'll see if the Falcons are interested, but I will right. tell you this. If we think of Arthur Blank in his later years, desperately wanting to win while he can, and we look at his history in the past, there aren't many owners that have swung harder at big-name head coaches than Arthur Blank. He once mm. tried but didn't get mm. to hire Joe Gibbs. He once tried to hire and get Bill Parcells. And now the Falcons have a vacancy while the Bill Belichick is a coaching free agent. We know that he knows him. Remember the 28-3 game in the <laughs> Super Bowl that we're watching the highlights of, right? I mean, it's all Remember. right there. It makes so much sense that it's hard to imagine that Arthur Blank wouldn't have some level of interest in Bill Belichick. Now, I'm not telling you that that will be their choice. They're sending out other slips, and they may find that some young, energetic coach is the best leader for the Atlanta Falcons. But Arthur Blank's history is that he swung for big-name coaches and hasn't always gotten them, but he swung big. He wants to win now. He knows what Bill Belichick has done. So to me, there's a lot of signs to point to that while the Crafts are embarking into new territory and Bill Belichick is a coaching free agent. I mean, it's just a lot here to unpack, Rini, and sift through throughout the course of today. So the coaching carousel, as Shefty and Dan Graziano and all of us know, is always fascinating. But in this particular yeah, year, where we have eight openings, where we have Jim Harbaugh in the mix, somewhere hanging around just after winning the national championship in college football, and now, oh, by the way, Bill Belichick, it's never been as fascinating as this. Am I, did, did Artie, did you tell me we have Mike Reese as well? Do we, is Reese standing? All right, he'll join us at 8.30, so we will go live to Foxborough. He is there in the building now for all of that. Teddy, I'll come back to you. Because you said that you don't feel emotional. I'm not going to lie to you. You look a little emotional. You look as though this is, if nothing else, you're sort of still processing it. And I don't want to eulogize the man. He is, he is very healthy, and he probably is going to be someone else's head coach next year. But I do still want to ask sure. you the question this way. Someday, when you are in your dotage and you have your grandchildren on your knee and they say to you, what was it like playing for Bill Belichick? What do you think the first thing you'll tell them will be? <laughs> okay. Here's what it's like to play for Coach Belichick. Um, I want you all to think of a wet towel, okay? You know a wet towel when it drips and it's, and what you try to do is get all of that water out of that wet towel and how do you do it? You take both of your hands and you wring that towel over and over and over again, okay? That towel is the player. Bill Belichick are the hands that wring the water out and the water is the talent of that player. Bill Belichick could get every drop of physical ability, mental ability, football playing ability out of you somehow, some way. And it didn't didn't matter how he did it, it was going to happen. And if you were a player that wanted to win championships, that's exactly what you wanted. You wanted every ounce of ability to be wrung out of you somehow, some way, because the success of winning Super Bowls is what this game is all about. And that's what it was like to play for Bill Belichick. That's extraordinarily well said. Look great at, analogy. Again, D. Wood is nodding his head again. I mean, you were there for this in the early days of it. Yeah, man. It, it, like, it gets a little emotional for me because, like, for me, like, early on in my career with Bill, like, I had a weight problem. 
Okay? I had a weight problem. My, I knew I was extremely talented. <laughs> I remember Bill came to me, man, in the offseason, my third <laughs> year. And Bill, like, had this whole setup, for, had this whole program set up for me down in North Carolina. And like, and, like, checked in with me every week at this program for, like, two months. Because he knew, like, dude, you're a talented guy, but you're wasting your talent because you're not handling your business. But he was willing to work with me. Everyone that, everyone that talks about Bill, like, thinks he's so rigid, there's a whole other side to Bill. Like, this dude behind the scenes, like, that man was, like, personable, like, trying to help me through something that was, like, anchoring my career. And when I went through that moment, I literally had the best the year. Room, I had the best year of my career after that. So, like, when Teddy talks about the talent and, and that, that analogy, it literally rings true because I'm, like, I'm here. I can speak on it. I know. I know what this man has done for me in my career. And, and that laid the foundation for the rest of my career, man. So, you know, and he it's... Would, um, and he would, push your, he would push your buttons in an incredible way because I remember that season, Wood, and he had an anchor in the locker room, I believe. Yep. He had, a, yep. like, a ship's anchor he in did. the he locker an room. And he talked, yeah. about the, he talked about the entire team and how out of shape it was. This was yep. early on. This, this might have been the first or second year, but he told us about how much the anchor weighed. And then that anchor, we ha we're, we're dragging around on the field. So <laughs> let's mm. start by getting in shape and drop the weight and get rid of the anchor. And maybe mm. that'd be a good start. So, yeah, he had a creative, way of get a creative way of getting on your nerves. Absolutely. All right, everybody, stay right where you are. I, have to, I do have to take one short break here, but we will come back with infinitely more. And we will have all of the coverage of Bill Belichick. Again, his 24-year era, unparalleled comes to an end as of today. Lewis Riddick played for Mike Reese covered him. You'll hear from them both next. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Delicious, meat nutritious. And the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. 
Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. On Get Up with significant breaking news. That's candidly the understatement of the century. Bill Belichick is no longer the head coach of the New England Patriots. The two sides are parting after 24 seasons. Adam Schefter and Mike Reese with the reporting this morning. The two men, Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick, will hold a news conference together at noon Eastern time today. You will see that live here on ESPN. You've heard from Adam Schefter, you've heard from Teddy Bruschi, and they will be back. You see our squad here, and we bring two new voices into the conversation. Lewis Riddick, who played for the Cleveland Browns on the defensive side of the ball at a time when Bill Belichick was their head coach and Nick Saban was their defensive coordinator. So his perspective, Lewis, will be spectacular today. But Mike Reese, let me start with you. You were there at the facility. We have talked all week long. What can you tell us about how we arrived at where we are this morning? Greeny, let me start with this. There are certain days that you come into this facility and it just feels different. The word to me is surreal. The only other time that I could compare to this is when Tom Brady announced that he was leaving the franchise. Just being in the facility, knowing that one of the pillars of their championship foundation will no longer be here, um, it sent a, a feeling to me around the organization that people are still processing here in the organization. And I know we talked about it, how this was probably what was going to be the end result. But there are still people in this building, players in that locker room that I've communicated with this morning that can't believe that this has happened, that they thought maybe there was a chance Bill could come back for another season, get the offense fixed. So there's just a whole processing here with everyone in New England over this major news that's unfolded. Now, certainly understandable, and not just those, but you've heard it in the voices of Teddy Bruschi and Damian Woody and others, the people who've been around that organization. And I, I thought Dan Graziano made a, a really good and important point, because, Mike, you and I talked about this in, in very uh, specific terms this week. Does Bill want to come back? Do the Patriots want to back? Will there be compensation? And in the end, the fact that the two men are going to hold this news conference together this afternoon, I think, certainly signals to all of us that they were able to sit down and do this as amicably as possible. And I think that just feels like a good thing for everyone in the NFL. Mm. Greeny, that was the first thing that stood out to me when I saw that there was a news conference, 12 o'clock Eastern time, in the team auditorium. So it's not in this room I'm standing in, which is the daily news conference room. They step it up to the team auditorium where the players meet where we're in post-game, when it's much bigger. And it's not just owner Robert Kraft. It's Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick together because they will forever 
be linked. And while goodbyes are hard after 24 years, they've come to a point where they feel comfortable standing together as they say this goodbye. Oh, that, that's really well done, and obviously we'll look forward to your coverage all day. Let me bring Lewis in here. I'll repeat it again, Lewis. You played for Bill Belichick in Cleveland. The defensive coordinator was Nick Saban. <laughs> Nick Saban yesterday announces his retirement after the most successful individual tenure in the history of college football at Alabama. And now here we are, less than 12 hours later, Bill Belichick after the most successful NFL coaching tenure in history. What are your thoughts this morning? We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Yeah, I'll echo what Mike Reese just said. That's the first thing that I tweeted this morning when I decided to open up social media, which was, this is a surreal day. It's been a surreal 24 hours. Because, you know, 30 years ago, in 1994, when I was playing for the Cleveland Browns and these two guys were together and really just starting this journey of success that they have been on for the last 30 years, I was just a 24-year-old second-year player who was really just trying to find his way in the NFL and trying to learn the game at the ground level and didn't really realize at the time that I was being taught by two of the grandmasters who were going to eventually have the kind of success that will never be duplicated, as Teddy Bruschi so eloquently stated. It will never be duplicated what these two did. And they were just getting started then. And look, it was always about just the consistency of your performance. And Nick talks about now about this whole thing about being process-oriented. And everyone takes that and runs with it as if it's something that just started, you know, in, two, in 2024. They were talking about this back in 1994, about stop looking at the scoreboard, about constantly doing the types of things that would allow you to maximize your performance. And the next word that comes to my mind then is about accountability. They would never take their foot off of, off of you as far as making sure that you were really dialed in on the details. And if you did, as Damian Woody mentioned, they'd let you have it now. They'd let you have it in front of everyone. And those are the kind of things that can really make grown men uncomfortable, especially young men who all consider themselves to be alphas, especially when you're around your peers and he flips on the lights and now all of a sudden that pointer is being pointed at you and he's talking to you in ways that really do make you uncomfortable and make you really question whether or not you want to commit yourself to the process the way in which those two in particular committed themselves to the process, not only then, but then for the next 30 years. I mean, you win seven national titles. You win six Super Bowls. You go to nine, and Teddy talks about the fact that they could have won more than they even won. A play here, a play there, and they're, they're setting records that no one could ever dream. 
For me personally, to be at the beginning of that journey, to, to have been a part of that at the very beginning, and not realizing then what they were going to achieve later on, when it comes full circle for me, and I talk to these two guys now, and I've talked to them both recently, I'll go so far as to say this, I don't think I've ever even mentioned this. When I was being considered, when I was in the running to be the general manager of the New York Giants, I talked to Nick. I asked Nick if he would leave college football. And would he come back to the NFL? Because well, I wanted to work with one of those two guys. And it never got to that point. But he took the call. We had the conversation. And then true to Nick Saban's form, he said, hey, look, you know, how about you just get the job first and then we'll talk about it. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, that's the kind of respect that I had for them and that I have for both of them. And it's just a very surreal day because I'll tell you what, we better all, you know, sit back now and understand what we just witnessed and understand that these two guys will be talked about for eternity as far as how they started, how they adapted as their careers went on, the sustained success that they had is just absolutely sick. It really is. And we should all be just clamoring to get up next to them and try and take from them as much as we possibly can in terms of their knowledge and how they were able to sustain the level of success that they did. Because it's unprecedented, it'll never be duplicated. That's exactly right. This, this would be as if Vince Lombardi and Bear Bryant both retired within 24 hours yeah. of each other. That is what we're talking about. That is how these men will be remembered and talked about. Again, I don't, like to, I don't want us to sound like we're eulogizing them. They're both young, healthy, vigorous right. people. But that's part of the, the right. greatness of them. Right. Is we, in part, it sounds like we're talking about them like they're no longer here with us. Right. But they absolutely are and are going to be, and it's because of their greatness. And we all know. Lewis said it great. Mike Reese said it great. Teddy, we all know. We're never going to see it again. Yep. And, and, and it's a day to appreciate it. Bill Belichick's tenure as head coach of the Patriots represents more than 23% of the history of the NFL. The NFL is, is 103 years old. Right. right. He was there for 24. So think about that. Like, that, that, is, that is a significant figure. Yeah. And we talk about everybody's hiring coaches. Eight teams are going to hire coaches. And fan bases are going are to want to know offense, defense. They're going to want to know what, you know, people look at coaches and they, they criticize the clock management, right, and in-game strategy. Bill Belichick, Nick Saban, Pete Carroll, these guys are, 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 are the programs that they're leaving. Like, they, they, they built this, right? And the impact they had on the lot, you hear stories like Damian Woody and Teddy Bruschi and Lewis Riddick are telling. I mean, I'm talking to people in the Seattle front office yesterday that are emotional because, I mean, these are people nobody even knows about yeah. that, people, that Pete Carroll had an impact on. That's going on today in Foxborough, as Mike Reese was saying. I'm sure it's going on in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. The significance of these moves is, is just absolutely I – I really don't think anybody watching has a full understanding of what kind of day this is in sports. I, I would also say I think it's a message to all of us that – we have to start embracing greatness and living in the moment and enjoying it while it's here. Sure. Because all great things come to an end. And I'm on radio yesterday, and my stomach was in knots thinking about Nick Saban. And I'm asking myself, did I really embrace and enjoy Nick Saban the way I probably should have? Because we get caught up in the next thing, especially when we're in the media. Sometimes we don't really enjoy greatness yep. the way we should. And when you hear it when you talk about LeBron and Patrick Mahomes, and we take those things for granted. But I just want everybody to, moving forward from the day, it, when we have greatness, enjoy it for what it is. Because while we're living, we're never going to see what we've seen from these two guys ever again. Right. Not in our lifetime.
Is yeah, the term living legend is probably thrown around a little yeah, bit right. too easily, but the truth of the matter is in both of these cases, and, and I don't, I, I do not mean to diminish Pete Carroll today no, no, either, I, I'm glad I, you I mentioned him, a terrific coach and all of that, um, but in the cases of Nick Saban and Bill Belichick, certainly living legends, people who 50 years from now when they write books about the history of the game will be featured prominently. D. Wood, again, you had... Um, for those who didn't hear your story earlier, it was emotional. It touched all of us. Yeah. And, and, and I think that there is a symmetry today with the Saban piece of it, to see these two legends at the same time making these decisions for, for obviously completely different reasons we would assume. Yeah, I don't know Nick Saban personally, but I feel like he's part of the family because he's part of that tree. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the Parcells, Be Belichick, yeah. they're all a part of the same family. And I just, you know, the things that Lewis was talking about, the process, the culture. Yeah. You know, it's the, it's the culture. You know, when you walk in that building, when I walked in that building in New England, like, literally, it was like game. It was like game day every single day. You had to make sure that you had your mind ready. <laughs> going into that building, because if you didn't, you were going to get embarrassed. And so imagine yeah. that immense pressure every single day, day after day after day. Is it no surprise that Coach Belichick and the New England Patriots had the amount of success that they had over all those years when, as each individual players walk into that building feeling the same thing that I just described to you day after day? The stories we would hear about how Belichick would stop and maybe Mike Reese can share this. I have to go to a break here quickly, but we'll come back with much more with everybody. Well, let me hold it. I, I, I'm going to ask Reese about something as we continue here. The crew is together again. The news conference today, noon Eastern time, and it will be telecast live here on ESPN. We'll continue with much more on this. We will work our way towards wondering what happens now in New England. How do they go forward? Where does Belichick go next? Stay with us. Get up on ESPN. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You buy Marvel Studios Echo. All episodes now streaming exclusively on Hulu and Disney+. And if you were just joining us again, enormous breaking news on a day filled with it. Less than 24 hours after his former protege, Nick Saban, announced his retirement at Alabama. 
Bill Belichick is leaving the New England Patriots. There will be a news conference today at noon Eastern time in Foxborough with Belichick and owner Robert Kraft together. You will see that live here on ESPN where they will discuss the end of the most successful individual tenure any coach has ever had with any NFL team. And Mike Reese, before we went to break, and, and Damian Woody in the break confirmed this for me, the legendary stories I would hear about how Belichick might be walking down the hallway and, and one of the players on special teams might walk by him and Belichick would just stop him cold and just start quizzing him about assignments for that week's games. That, that is sort of the stuff. I see the smile on Lewis Riddick's face. That's the stuff of legend, Mike, in that building. It is, and it also speaks to Bill Belichick. Think about his background. His dad was a longtime scout and coach. His mom was a teacher. And I always felt like Greeny Belichick is a teacher at heart, and he loved these pop quizzes. And players would talk about it, whether they were walking in the hallway or whether it was the team meeting. He would be the whole team in front of him, and he might single out a player and say, hey, if this team loses their long snapper, Who's the backup long snapper? And a player would be looking around saying, oh, boy, is he looking, yep. is he looking at me? And then they'd be yeah. checking their ESPN app or their Google, <laughs> hoping they get the answer. So he's always trying to keep everyone hey, on edge. Hey, Mike, Mike, hey, let me, Mike, let me tell you something. I used to have our binder with our personnel right by my foot in those team meetings, and it opened up just in case because Bill, it, it, he wouldn't discriminate about who he would point. Like, he, like, it didn't matter. He would point to any guy to make sure that everybody knew, not only personnel, but as far as, like, statistics or anything, like, he wouldn't hesitate to really jump on a player in those instances. He was... He was the master at that. Mm. And, and, you know, Lewis, there's been a lot of discussion this week in particular about that personality style. Dan and I have been, Dan Orlovsky and I have been talking during the break a little bit about how we've seen so many of his former assistants go other places and not have the kind of success that he's had. It's not easy to make those kinds of connections with players necessarily. You have to have the right group. As we live now in the world in 2023, that is so different yeah. than when you played for him in 1994. Do you think that that is a, 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 a brand of coaching that perhaps has seen its last days with Belichick going out today? Yeah, I think there's a good chance of it, Greeny, for sure. I, I don't think you can communicate with players now the same way you could communicate with players in the, in the 90s and in the early 2000s. I don't think you can build teams now the same way you could build teams in the early 90s and 2000s. I mean, I know for sure Nick Saban had to change his recruiting style when he first got to Bama, you know, when he first left, well, let's just say when he first left, left Cleveland, went to Michigan State, then went to LSU, and then went to Bama, he had to change his style then from then to now. It has to be now about the individual. Like right now, recruits, players want to hear about how are you good for me? Not what can your program do. And I mean, not what I can do for your program, but what can your program do for me? And then in the end, hopefully you're picking enough of the right people that then you can wind up building a team on the back end of it. It's almost like flipped on its head. And so what they used to do now, what they used to be able to do back in the 90s, the way Bill used to be able to coach us back in the 90s, probably doesn't go over very well now. And quite honestly, I think that's a little bit something that really, for me, has robbed the game of maybe some of its consistency because I just don't know if players are held to the same kind of standard or if there's the same kind of accountability uh, that is enforced the same way it was back then. Back then, look, I mean, Woody's sitting here talking about, you know, we all could talk about these stories. I'll just give you a story about how it was never good enough 
for Bill. It was never good enough for Nick. And I've told this story to you guys before. In 1994, that season we had in Cleveland where we went to the playoffs and we played the Patriots and then played the Steelers in the, in the playoff game. In the, in the wild card game, I wind up starting that game, have about 10 tackles and interception, and I'm thinking I'm going to win the player of the game when you go into the team meeting the next day on Monday. And when I stand up, when Bill's about to announce the defensive player of the game and he tosses a ball to you in the, in the, in the auditorium, he tosses it to my, to my buddy at safety, Eric Turner. And I'm, sitting, I'm crushed. I'm sitting there going, you know, like, damn, what do I have to do to win a game ball? Eric Turner gives me the game ball and says, no, Lewis deserves this game ball. And Bill kind of looks at him and he looks back at me and he goes, okay, fine. Lewis, you got it. And, you know, just like that. So, and then the meeting's breaking up. I'm walking down the steps to walk out of the meeting room. And he grabs me by the arm and he looks me dead in the eyes and goes, it doesn't matter. What are you going to do next week? That's mm. it. That's all he said. And he turned and walked away. So you knew, like, it was always about, hey, look, he did not rest on his laurels. He didn't care about what happened in the past. It was always about, what are you going to do next? What are you going to do to raise the standard? And I just don't know if people want to be held to that level of accountability anymore. I don't know if people are willing to, like, deal with that kind of in-your-face, bottom-line, production-oriented type of process. Because it was hardcore then. I had many sleepless nights in Cleveland in the, during the week. From mistakes you make during practice. You were scared to come in the team meeting the next day off a mistake you made in practice, let alone the games. And see, that level of accountability, I don't know if people can handle that now, but that's how it was then, and that's what launched this dynastic run that both of these guys went on. Because it never changed, man. It never – that's how you win six Super Bowls, seven national titles, playing nine Super Bowls. People want greatness – but they aren't willing to make the sacrifices in order to achieve it. These two were willing to make whatever sacrifice was necessary. And if you weren't willing to make it, you were gone. You were absolutely gone. And you know what? In hindsight, I wouldn't have it any other way. I would not have mm. wanted to play for any other coaches. I could, If I could have been with those two my entire career, and I mean my entire career, I would have done it. I would have chosen it, although at the time it felt like absolute torture. <laughs> so, so, Lewis, I, I, want, I want you to touch a, a, a touch a bit on, you know, back in the 90s, how you guys were able to strategize and do things that a lot of people think are very creative now in the, in the, in the 2000s from a defensive perspective. Yeah. You, see, a lot of people think that football started being played once, you know, the Internet hit. People that football started being played once Twitter came into existence. There was a lot of football that was being played at a very high level long, long before that. And when you talk about, when you hear people talk about match coverage and, you know, man match coverage in, um, when they're talking about zone principles, in particular quarters coverage now, when you hear people talk about today in the modern day, they act like this stuff just started being played like last week or a year ago. Bill and Nick were doing this back in the early 90s, man, because they knew that the great quarterbacks like John Elway and Dan Marino, you couldn't play zone coverage, regular spot drop zone coverage against those guys. It didn't work. They were going to kill you. They were, uh, they were kind of revolutionizing the game and taking the game to new levels a long time ago. And yeah. that's why now, I got, you made a great point. We need to give people their flowers when we're here with them and live in the moment. Because these two guys, they changed the game long before we all we all knew about it on a grand stage like we know about it now. I, so I'm, I'm up against a, a break here, but I, I have so many more questions here. And Dan Orlovsky and Dan Graziano get everybody in. And I'm told we will have Marcus Spears 
coming up who played for Nick Saban at LSU and obviously has all that. Adam Schefter, who had the reporting with Mike Reese this morning, and Teddy Bruschi, who was one of the most legendary of all of the Patriots. They will all join us off the top of the hour. So everyone stay right where you are. Another reminder, we have a huge lineup on ESPN and ABC and Deportes. And plus, uh, coming up in January, Saturday, great hockey on ABC. Sunday, Spanish Super Cup final. Monday, we got the wild card game, Eagles and Bucks, with everything at stake. And the next week, we have UFC 297. All that coming up on ESPN and the family of networks. But as we continue, so much more on the breaking news again. Bill Belichick, the time in New England comes to an end. What's next for everyone? We'll answer those questions right after this. 